Hey, the Washington football team that classified best podcast that's out there. You know we got some good people like Eric and Ellie, they on there. We know Washington football team, the best team out there, and we don't care. They used to talk about how we ain't make it to the players, but boy, did y'all go there? Let's talk about Chase Young getting them sacks. Let's talk about Gibson running it back. Let's talk about Terry Lawrence scoring touchdowns every time he catching that pass. Let's talk about Rupert Foster, how he's sitting there waiting for somebody to run that slant. Let's talk about Kim Fuller, how many picks he got. Yeah, the boy be still in the pass. Pick six. All right, welcome back to the Washington Football Team Declassified Podcast. Eric, how we doing, man? Welcome back we, to vacation. We doing, we doing. Good to be back. That's right. And uh, Brian, how are we tonight? I'm doing awesome. Hope you guys are doing well. Happy Thanksgiving. It's Turkey Day tomorrow. Don't be a turkey. Subscribe to the podcast. Check out the website, wftdeclassified.com. Once again, Brian's throwing up blogs all the time. Make sure you check them out. We post links to exclusive interviews that we have, and our faces are up there. I mean, who wouldn't want to see that? So uh, we have a very interesting matchup coming up this week with Seattle. Now, on paper, Seattle is one of the worst teams <laughs> in the NFL. They are bad. And I, I'm not a person that believes in jinx or luck even for that matter, really. And I got to say, there's no way we should lose this game <laughs> this week. So uh, if you do believe in Jinx, I'm sorry, but I'm just going to say this out loud. There is like no way we should lose this game when you look at the statistics. Uh, Eric, give me your like uh, early take on this game, just from a, not a win-loss thing, but just kind of how you see the Seahawks. Yeah, the Seahawks are just not a very good team. Uh, like you said, and uh, they're really struggling pretty much everywhere. Uh, but they do have Russell Wilson, and that will always be, uh, you know, there's always a puncher's chance when you've got a quarterback at his level. Uh, so, you know, I like the matchup against Seattle. I think it's one we very well could win. I'm not going to say there's no way we should lose <laughs> this game because they have an elite quarterback, and, uh, you know, all it takes is for him to catch fire. Uh, and so I, you know, I'm not hundred percent, not, I don't think I'm as confident as you are, but I do like the matchup. I think this, this, this game could very well go our way. Brian, the Seahawks are three and seven. We're four and six. Do you see us as equal teams? How we're playing right now. I don't see, uh, us as equal teams, uh, with the Seahawks. Uh, Eric is right though. They do have an elite quarterback and they do have a chance when he's on the field. But we as a team, I think we have found a place where, hey, we know who we are. We're, we're a team that's going to rely on our offensive line. We're going to run the football. And, and we're not going to be stupid on defense. We're going to follow our assignments. We're going to follow our techniques. And we're going to get off the field on third down. So, I mean, we should. We should. Um, you know, I, I don't want to go with the, the 100% guarantee because uh, I think we've seen here uh, with this team throughout the years where we should win something and we don't. We lay an egg. Um, I don't think uh, that this group will. I think they are starting to understand where they're at. And I think, uh, you know, there, there's that saying, right, you don't kick somebody uh, when you're down. Well, the Seahawks are down, and I'm perfectly fine with kicking them while they're down. We should not let them get back up. Yeah, I mean, it just – you know, when you're a team like we are, where every week is a challenge, like a big challenge, you don't get a lot of easy wins out of this. And to me, this should be an easy win looking at everything. Again, that's on paper. Um, 
Why don't we dive into a little bit more looking at the offense or Seattle's offense versus our past defense. Um, Eric, you mentioned it. They have Russell Wilson, who I think is one of the greatest quarterbacks of this generation. And truth be told, he probably could play in almost any era of football. Um, the guy is just magnificent. I mean, he is magnificent. I've been a huge fan of his since he's coming to the league. They also have DK Metcalf, who will forever be connected to Terry McLaurin. Uh, and I think it right now we have the edge in that manner. Um, they have Tyler Lockett, who, in my opinion, is their best receiver, period. They have Freddie Swain, and they have Gerald Everett. That's their passing attack. Now, on their pass, or our past defense, we have Cam Curl. We have Kendall Fuller. We have William Jackson III, Benjamin St. Juice, and Bobby McClain, Bobby McCain, excuse me. I do want to give you guys some interesting stats about Seattle's pass offense, too. Do you guys know they are 26th in pass yards? They don't move the ball <laughs> very much wow. at all, but wow. especially not through the air. Yeah. They're 15th in passing touchdowns. Um, and they've thrown the second fewest interceptions. So Russell Wilson is protecting the football. So all that being said, Eric, who are you giving the edge to in the passing game for Seattle versus our pass defense? Um, let's just say Russell Wilson has missed a few games this year, I believe, right? He's only played in seven of their, what, 11 games. Yeah. So that, that a lot of that has to, you know, there's a lot of that going into, you know, where they're at ranking wise for the season. Cause he's, you know, he missed, he missed, he's missed time uh, and they have nothing at backup quarterback. So I think, who do they have? Geno Smith playing backup quarterback. Yep. Something like that. Yeah. So there's your, there's your problem as the, uh, you know, the plumber says, uh, <laughs> there's your problem. Um, so, you know, I don't put a lot of stock into the season wide numbers. Uh, DK Metcalf is very good. Uh, he's, I don't think he's as good as Terry McLaurin. However, Tyler Lockett, everybody likes to talk about how underrated Terry McLaurin is. And he's at a point where people talk about him being underrated so much that he's really not underrated anymore. I think most of the league recognizes how good he is. Tyler Lockett is a guy who's like McLaurin in that respect, where he's never really gotten the league-wide respect that he deserves for being as good as he is. But he's always there. He's always putting up numbers. Uh, and Wilson, you know, him and Wilson are, are very well connected. So I like that passing combination a lot. I don't like it this week because we have to face it. But uh, Lockett is a really, really good receiver. The rest of them, I don't, I don't know. I don't care. They've got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson. Um, you know, our, our pass defense has played better in the past few weeks. The, the pass rush has been much more disciplined. Um, now, that might have something to do with uh, Young and Sweat not being there. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, there, you know, people seem to be there seems to be a lot more controlled uh, pass rushing uh, and not as much freelancing uh, going on. Um, not that we're there yet, but uh, you know, in the defensive secondary, the miscues are not nearly as evident as they were early in the season. That could be related to the better pass rush. I don't know. Uh, so I'm going to give the edge to our defense because um, we've been playing very well as of late and Seattle still hasn't figured it out yet. So long-winded answer advantage, Washington passing game. Brian, do you agree with Eric? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with him uh, that uh, Tyler Lockett is very underrated. He's the, uh, one of those guys that uh, when Russell Wilson scrambles and he breaks the pocket and he's looking for that home run ball or he's looking for that big play, it usually is Tyler Lockett. Uh, he's got 47 catches on the year, 700 
17 yards to only only three touchdowns. But uh, I mean, he's the guy that uh, worries me. I think uh, DK uh, DK Metcalf's a, a, a good receiver. Um, he, they use him just really on a lot of vertical uh, routes, a lot of deep shots. Um, but Tyler Lockett's probably the one uh, that worries me the most. Uh, their tight end, Gerald Everett, uh, not much production 25 catches 235 yards one touchdown um i i I really worry about you know russell breaking the pocket and making some plays downfield uh with lockett uh but yeah our guys have been playing so much better um i mean we talked about it uh last time cam curl uh cameron curl he has been such a difference maker and a racer on defense uh you know uh if the offense has a big play he usually comes up and stops that big play from happening um so i look for him to probably find uh tyler lockett or find uh whoever it is um that uh, seattle's going to try to uh to get a big play to to uh to eliminate that so i'm going with our guys you know what's interesting dk metcalf has eight touchdowns on the year already that's Pretty wild. Terry McGoin has five. And uh, you mentioned it, Eric. Their quarterback has been out for most of the season, and uh, they're still finding ways to get the ball. Now, DK Metcalf is a guy that's going to either get you 50 or he's going to get you 100. He's not going to get you anything less than that, generally speaking, and he gets it in the end zone. That's huge. Tyler Lockett is the one that scares me the most. I think you guys were both hitting on that. I mean, the guy is just so dynamic and we always have problems with really dynamic offensive players and speaking of our defense. And uh, I think that one of those two guys is going to have a field day. It's about the fact that we can't let both of them have a field day. You know what I mean? That's when we'll start to get into trouble. I think we can deal with Metcalf or Lockett. We cannot deal with Metcalf and Lockett, both going bananas on us. Russell Wilson, you know, you made an interesting point too, Eric, about the the disciplined pass rush that we have now that Young and Sweat are out. And, and I agree with you. And I think that actually will benefit us against Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson's a gap runner. He's going to find gaps in your pass rush and he's going to attack that. But looking to throw first, looking to run second. Now, if we just maintain contain on that, we that helps our cause. He's going to get out some. That's just who he is. It's just what he does. But if we maintain contain, I think we'll be better off in that sense. So all that being said, I am going to give the edge to Seattle's passing offense. I think it is a bit of a misnomer statistically because Wilson has not been around. He's just a guy that finds a way. And the further along the season goes, the healthier his fingers are going to get, the better off they're going to be. Uh, it's not that I don't like what our secondary has been doing lately. I just have to give respect to the future Hall of Famer, Russell Wilson, and the passing attack. All right, let's talk about running the ball with Seattle. They're running back, uh, Alex Collins. Their linemen are Dwayne Brown at left tackle, um, Damian Lewis at left guard, Ethan Pokets at center, Gabe Jackson right guard, and Brendan Shell at right tackle. Our rush defense, are you ready for this? James Smith-Williams, Deron Payne, John Allen, Casey Tuhill, Jamin Davis, Cole Holcomb, and Lennon Collins has been playing in the box. Now, statistically, Seattle is not a very good run team as well. They don't run the ball very well at all. Again, Russell Wilson being back should help that some. Um, They're 19th in rushing touchdowns, meaning they're way below average. Um, they are 17th in total touchdowns as an offense in general, and they actually run 
the fewest plays from scrimmage in the league by almost a full game's worth of plays from scrimmage. You know, so take take that with a grain of salt again because Wilson's been out, but this is just not a very good offense in general. Um, rushing defense-wise for us, we tend to give up some rushing touchdowns. Uh, we've given up the 13 most, most rushing yards, and we're 19th in total touchdowns given up, so we're a little bit above average in that. Uh, Eric, who are you giving the edge to in rushing offense versus our rushing defense? Yeah, I don't know who any of those people you said are for Seattle. Chris Carson, Alex Collins. Um, I yeah, it's like reading off the roll call in major leagues. Like, this guy here is dead. Never heard of half these guys. They're past their, you know. Um, no, I, 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 yeah, the way that they've been running the ball, their offense has been so bad most of the year, even with honestly Wilson, you know, being being available. Um, I got to give it to, to Washington's defense. Washington, you know, has done pretty well at stopping the run for the better part of the season. Um, they do give up, yeah, like you said, some touchdowns, but um, I think on the ground, they tend to be pretty stout. And I think that that can continue this week, either that or, you know, Alex Collins goes for four touchdowns because, you know, it's he's due or something, but I, I can't see it. I, I think Washington, if Seattle's going to do damage, it's going to be through the air. And I think Washington plays the run well enough to stop what Seattle has. Yeah, and Chris Carson is out, so... I think Alex Collins is not not a uh, tier one running back to me, so he scares me a whole lot less than Chris Carson does. Brian, who's, who's that guy? Fat Rob. That's who he reminds me of. He's yes. Fat Rob. Remember we had him, that guy? Is like, oh, he's he's really good when he gets hit in the backfield. He gets back to the line of scrimmage, but he, that's <laughs> even when he doesn't get, you know, hit in the backfield, he gets to the line of scrimmage. And that's it. <laughs> Fat, Fat Rob Kelly was the only running back. I swear that uh, every carry he had, everybody, every defensive line, uh, you know, member or on the roster was always in the backfield. Like he could never get to the uh, to the to the yeah. uh, to the line of gain. Like he was always stuck in the backfield. Seventeen carries, zero yards. Yeah, exactly. But, but but no negative yards. Never got a negative run. Always got back to the line. Good for him. Oh, Good for Fat Rob. He would throw his body in there. He just could not get uh, a positive yard to save his life. Oh my that God. dude went to Tulane, so you know that was the same deal in college. That's where he learned that he honed that skill in college, getting killed in the backfield. Anyway, sorry, I just sidetracked the whole conversation. What I do here? It's okay if it's Fat Rob. Fat Fat Rob is great. Um, yeah, uh, the Alex Collins. He had ten carries in the last game, and the one before it, he had ten carries. They've got a bunch of other guys: Travis Homer from uh, the University of Miami, Rashad Penny, a failed first round running back, DJ Dallas, just just ordinary running backs. And uh, you guys said it already. They don't. Uh, they, they're not focused on the run. Um, so I'm not concerned about it. Even if they did have somebody like a McCaffrey, I think um, you know we're showing so much better discipline. Um, you know, our defensive ends, uh, you know, they're undrafted guys. So that means they have to follow the technique. They can't freelance or they're going to get benched. Um, so they've got to follow the technique. And I think that's starting to show, uh, like on the last sack uh, that we had to end the Carolina game. Uh, you know, everybody was, uh, I know that's a pass play, but uh, just guys were disciplined. They stayed in their gap and we got the sack. And I think a lot of those rushing touchdowns 
What will scare me, though, is I think we gave up a lot of rushing touchdowns to quarterbacks who run the zone read uh, on us. Like Cam got us uh, uh, last week, um, and I'm, I'm afraid Russell Wilson's going to get us again uh, this week because we, for whatever reason, we just we don't think the quarterback uh, is going to keep it and run with it. So I hope we get better with that, um, but I'm, I'm still going to take our guys. Yeah, I, I'm taking Washington all the way here. Uh, just Collins just doesn't scare me as a running back. I'm sorry. There's just not a lot that he does. It makes me nervous. Can they do some things with DJ Dallas in the passing game? Yes, but they don't always do that. So I'm not overly worried about that. If, if you didn't hear me at the start of this podcast, I'm not really that concerned about Seattle in general. Uh, all right. Let's go to special teams. And Ooh. they have oh wait 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 I we shouted out our boy Troy Apke last yeah, week yeah you know. Eric's got to talk about uh, Troy he had a he had a big game yeah it's the game the course is the game that I'm driving all day and I don't get to see Troy Apke's big game so I didn't see it so it didn't happen Let's put it that way he <laughs> <laughs> saved the day with the fumble recovery yeah all right. good for Troy yeah he's in the stat sheet again. <laughs> All right, so Seattle special teams, Jason Myers is their place kicker. Their punter is Michael Dickerson. They have Freddie Swain as a punt returner, and DJ Dallas is their kick returner. Of course, we got Joey Tuku Sly. We got Tressway as our punter. DeAndre Carter is our punt and kick returner. Um, let me tell you something about special teams in this league. Seattle has the second fewest field goals made. They are last in touchback percentage, which means – our boy DeAndre Carter is going to get some work today. Well, if they ever score, <laughs> he might just get one opportunity. You never know. They are 27th in kickoff return average, 16th in putt net average, and 16th in putt return average. We have the ninth most field goals made. Who would have thought that with our kicker situation this year? Wow. Um, we are sixth in touchback percentage. 11th in kick return yard average, 6th in punt net average, trust way, 9th in punt return average. So um, I'll start this one. It's pretty clear on paper to me that we have the edge on special teams, and it's not close. Eric, how do you feel about it? Yeah, we have the Apke factor. He's red hot after a fumble recovery last week and zero tackles. Uh, and, yeah, I think overall our special teams, we have Joey, Joey Sly, who's uh, kicking a 1,000 right now. Um, and he even trolled Carolina last week. Did you see that? That's pretty awesome. After the game, he tweeted, I'm back like Cam. Pretty <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. So I, I liked, I like Joey Sly. He's my new favorite kicker, uh, in, in, in the world. He's also my first favorite kicker. Um, I will stop calling him, uh, not whatever that guy's name was. Cause I already forgot it. Um, so yeah, good, good, good on us for on special teams. I think we've got the edge here. Brian, give it to us. Uh, it's us. We've got a legitimate return man. He's actually in um, contention for uh, Pro Bowl for a returner. So uh, uh, everybody go vote for him. But we got a legitimate returner. We have a legitimate kicker. You guys have already said it. Sly is the guy. And um, I, I mean, Troy Apke, we don't have to say uh, any more about Troy. Who knows what he did on the bottom of that pile to get that football in Carolina. So those three guys, I'm rolling with us. I like it. It is time to flip the field. Let's go with our offense. You know what? I'm tired of talking about Seattle. They're not that good. So I'm going to keep saying this, and then we'll get blown out. Watch. <laughs> I know, right? All right. We got 
Eric, real quick, because you didn't get to tell us where you are on the Heineke train after last week. Where are you now on the Heineke train? Oh, I'm not driving it yet, but I'm I'm inching toward the uh, I'm inching toward the engine. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna start I'm starting in there. I mean, I saw some of the throws he made. That throw he made to Cam Sims for the touchdown Ooh, last week that was, was as good a throw as I've seen any quarterback make. Uh, that was a just a sweet just thread the needle type pass. So uh yeah three td zero interceptions um you know obviously realistically i still think he's a he's a very good backup quarterback but uh he's getting he's getting it done right now um and i, I am definitely back on the train uh and i'm i'm i think i'm in first class right now i'm inching toward <laughs> that you know a couple more games like that i'll be i'll be driving that thing like casey jones yep i'll thank you all right so continue with the pass attack we have taylor heineke we have Terry McLaurin, the one and only. Uh, Curtis Samuel sounds like he's trending towards being able to give it a go. Ron Rivera has been uh, pretty uh, praiseful of their progression. Their, I say there because I'm also including Logan Thomas in that, but in the progression of uh, Curtis Samuel and Logan in their uh, return from injury. We have DeAndre Carter. Uh, Adam Humphreys also out there. Ricky Seals-Jones, John Bates, and hopefully, like I said before, Logan Thomas. Now, Seattle secondary, DJ Reed. They have Jamal Adams, who I think is one of the most overrated players in the NFL. That's just me. Maybe I'm hating. I can accept that. They have Quandre Diggs and Sidney Jones the fourth. Eric, who you got in the pass game for us? I mean, we've got the great Taylor Heineke. I just told you where I am on the uh, on the train. Uh, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna back down there. You know, Seattle's got a pretty solid defense um, overall. I'm I'm trying to look up their passing stats right now, um, but I'm gonna go with uh, our offense because I think you know just in general the way that the league is tailored toward offensive players. If you've got guys that are able to make plays, the the rules are favoring them, and uh, we definitely have some guys who can make plays. And Curtis Samuel, I mean, I'll believe that when I see it. Uh, I do think Logan Thomas makes an appearance this week, though. So, uh, advantage Washington. Yeah, to add some context to your stat question, they have the fourth worst pass defense. Seattle fourth worst, does. yeah. So, their run defense, yeah. Out. Their run defense is not great either. I just looked not at even, Not great. They're just a bad team. Fifth worst run Not defense. good. <laughs> they have the second fewest interceptions. They have the 13th most 20-plus yard. I mean, that's pretty close to the middle. Uh, and they've gotten the third fewest sacks and the third fewest forced fumbles. I say that to say, if there was ever a Taylor Heineke game, this is it. Dude should go for four bills against this team because they don't turn the ball over. Brian, who are you giving the edge to in the past game? Oh, it, no doubt it's us. I mean, Jamal Adams is really just a younger version of the Landon Collins situation here. I mean, you've got a strong safety overpaid who struggles in coverage um, and who's been nicknamed blitz boy. And that's because his defensive coordinator, they've been blitzing him more because he's that, you know, kind of a detriment to the defense in pass coverage. So um, they've got a lot of issues. The one guy I will say that scares me on their defense is their middle linebacker, Bobby Wagner. He is legitimate, a beast uh, in the run game and in the pass game, but it's just him. Um, I, they, they don't really have, um, you know, anybody else at his level. I mean, he's one of the best in the NFL, um, but 
that again, it's just him out there trying to do everything. Um, so I, I'm not worried about anybody um, uh, in their secondary. I'm going uh, with uh, with us. Yeah, Bobby um, Wagner's just that dude who's how old? He's like a hundred now, but he's still yeah. just unbelievable. Yeah, and it's just him. It's just that's all yeah. they got. He was drafted in like 2011, 2012, something like that. Yeah, for a linebacker, he's like ancient. It's crazy. Yeah, he's another one of those players that could play in any era, and he'd cut the rug. I, I promise you he'd cut it. Uh, all right, run offense. We have Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick, Jared Patterson's been getting some carries. Our O-line has been digging out there lately. Charles Leno, Eric Flowers, Tyler Lawson, Brandon Sheriff, Sam Cosme. Seattle's run defense. They have Rasheen Green, Puda Ford. Great name, Puda Ford. Would never name my kids that, but I just like saying Puda Ford. <laughs> they have Al Woods. They have Kerry Hyder Jr., Jordan Brooks, Bobby Wagner, the guy we just talked about. Great middle linebacker. And then they have Mayoa. Derek, who do you give the edge to in the rush game? Yeah, who knew that Tyler Larson was like the X factor for like a dominant offensive line? Like we thought we had a good center in Rulier, and then he gets hurt, and Tyler Larson's just becomes the linchpin of like a top five offensive line in the NFL. Yeah. It's crazy. Like they've been so good the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah, Puna Ford, that's a cool name, uh, but that's pretty much all that is. And uh, unless Cortez Kennedy is coming out of retirement, I think Washington has the edge here in rushing. Washington's really been running the ball, especially with uh, props to Scott Turner on his commitment. He's been sticking with it, and he's got like six different run plays now. So uh, it's more than just one thing that he's showing every time out. So I think Washington definitely has the advantage. Sir, Brian, do you agree? Absolutely, I agree. And as I say every week, I love our offensive line. They can run the football on anybody, and they will again on Monday. Um, yeah, Scott Turner has been sticking with the run. Um, I tweeted out uh, there was a quote. Uh, Ron Rivera gave a quote to uh, there was an interview with uh, the Junkies uh, Radio, and uh, he he had said he had given the uh, coordinators uh, some suggestions, you know, uh, on the bye week, you know, to kind of make some changes in their game plans. Well, I think you guys will agree with me when the boss makes a suggestion. It's not really a suggestion. It's a you better do it or we're going to have problems type of suggestion. So I think Scott Turner got the hint and he's been running the ball and we're going to run the ball again. I'm going with our guys. I like that because I'm right there with you, man. And this should be a game we dominate on the ground. I mean, we should just maul them. I want Gibson up at 20 carries. I want McKissick at five carries because uh, I want to make a place out of the backfield. And I want Patterson at seven carries, but I want us mauling and balling. All right, Eric, I'm going to ask you this. Tell me or finish the sentence. We beat the Seahawks if what? We hold Russell Wilson in check. Uh, look, look at the game plan from last year. The defense did a great job on Russell Wilson last year, and they really should have won that game if they're any kind of quarterback play. Uh, so do that again. Uh that's the way we beat them. We just make sure Russell Wilson stays in check. The rest of the team is not good enough to overcome a even an average performance from Russell Wilson. He's got to be great for them to win. Uh, so we keep him from being great, and we win the game. Love to hear that. Brian, we beat the Seahawks if? We beat the Seahawks if we do what we've done the past two weeks, which is we run the football on offense, and we play smart, disciplined defense. 
Um, if we do that, we shouldn't have any problems. If we don't do that and we do what we were doing in the first eight games of the year, we're going to have big problems. Russell Wilson's going to have a big day. Um, something that um, a friend of the podcast, Michael uh, Phillips, Richmond Times Dispatch, he tweeted out uh, this week on the three scoring drives that the Panthers had. Uh, the defense all had uh, our defense gave up uh, 15 yard. Um, uh, penalties to extend those drives, those scoring drives that uh, Carolina had. So we can't do that. We're not good enough to make mistakes like that and overcome them. So we've got to cut that kind of stuff out. Uh, but if we do, I don't see any reason why it's not us. I'm going to say this. We beat the Seahawks if we make all of our kicks. It's that simple. We're better than them. I'm going to say it. We are. And I didn't think I'd be saying this about this football team ever. This football team is better than the Seahawks. All we got to do is not make stupid, little, simple mistakes. If we make our kicks, we're going to beat the Seahawks. All right, Eric, we lose to the Seahawks if. Antonio Gibson keeps fumbling the ball. Mm. Oh, we yeah. got to execute. He's got to get better at that. Uh, I don't know if that's something he can fix midseason, but he needs to work on that. Uh, turnovers will kill us, and he seems to be a turnover or a fumbling machine of late. Uh, so we really need to figure that out. It's tough because it's true. And uh, I don't want that to limit him and his carries. Brian, we lose to Seattle if? Um, well, that Eric brought up a good point with the uh, Gibson's uh, fumbling because, uh, you know, every other defense is now like that's that's number one on their boards. Hey, punch the ball when, uh, when number 24 comes up. But uh, we lose the game if we get a big head. If we think uh, because we won the past two games, everything's fixed, uh, we've got a big head now and we'll just win the rest of the games, or we, we finally uh, we, we finally won a game and we get overconfident, we're going to lose this game. The Seahawks are – they have good players there. They get paid too, and they have a Hall of Fame you, – you said it. They have a Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, we, we can't take them for granted. If we, if we get too overconfident, if we think this is in the bag, we will get blown out. If we keep doing what we're doing, then we'll be okay. But uh, that's how we lose if we get overconfident. Yeah. I, hey, confidence is key, but arrogance is, is foolish. I'll tell you that much with this. Um, here's what I'll say. We lose this game if the narrative that Taylor Heineke only plays well in games that personally matter to him remains true so it, there's no history between Heineke and Seattle so this week it's just about being a good quarterback and really what I'm saying is we lose this game if Heineke forgets who he is right if he tries to do too much if he tries to if he takes the run uh aspect out of his game you know things like that it, we just have to stick to what we've been doing lately on offense and that's the key run the ball control the clock don't make silly mistakes. That's it. Because I'm going to say this again. We are better than this team. Just execute. It's all we have to do. And this one is in the B-A-G. You got me? It's in the bag. <laughs> Eric, give me your outcome and uh, final score here. This is a game that has always made me nervous as a Washington fan because it's a game that we should win. Uh, and knowing that we should win a game back in the Joe Gibbs days, that means you were going to win the game. But, you know, ever since the, the Joe Gibbs days, 
it's never been quite certain, but I think we're trending back toward that. This team seems to be very mature and very disciplined, <clears throat> excuse me. And I think that this is a game that we should win. And I think this is a game that we will win. And I'm going to go 26, 17 Washington for Joey Sly field goals. All right, man. Hey, Joey Sly and his paycheck. Then I like, I'll take it. That's I right. We'll take it. Brian, give me the uh, the outcome and the score, please. The outcome is a first quarter through fourth quarter domination by the Washington football team. There is no kind of falling behind early or we're having to dig ourselves out of a hole. We start fast. We run the football. We play smart on defense. We stay in our rush lanes. Russell Wilson's bottled up. And we win the game 31-19. I like it. I'm putting some points up. I, I'll take that, man. So here's here's my take on this. We're going to win the game. I've said this all podcast long. I'm going to say it one more time. We're better than this team, okay? Don't be fooled with humility. We're better than this team, guys. It's okay to say it. We can say it out loud, feel good about it. If you're listening to us on the radio, Amazon, wherever you listen, iPod, I don't care. We're better than this team. It's okay. We can say this out loud. Now, here's my prediction. And this might be. We lose 48 nothing <laughs> <laughs> after all that. After Surprise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this might be the pre Thanksgiving, you know, talking, but we're putting up a 50 point on this team, a 50 burger on this team. 50. We're going 50. We're going to get the first 50 burger of the Ron Rivera era. Ooh, We're going. I like that. 50. Going 50 on them. Half a hundred. Yes. 50 to 21, Washington. That is 50. how confident I am that we're better than this team. That's how confident I am. 50 to 21. We're going to put it up, and this is going to come on the ground. That, that's my real prediction, too, in this, is that we're going to get those points on the ground. And then, of course, play action, yada, yada, yada. Now, in order to get to 50, Seattle has to be somewhat competitive, right? Or you're going to start shutting things down a little bit. I just think we're going to get to 50 this week. So um, I have never in my life predicted anything close to this. And usually I'm the conservative one when it comes to outcomes and scores. I just have a feeling. Now, the fact that this is on Monday night is giving me a little bit of pause to what I just said. So because- Monday night home game. Yes, always, always been kind to Washington, haven't they? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, after after a holiday, the players were with their family. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna scratch this out. This fifty's going away because that I'm doing too much. No, right man, now. you said no, it. Yeah, no, no, no. It, it's too man, late no. now. No, no, no it's too late. You, you said fifty. I scratched it out. If we got fifty, there they would there would be like dumpsters on fire around FedEx Field. <laughs> like there would be go-go music playing from now until Christmas. Like it would be great. It would be awesome. So I'm going 51. 51 to 21. <laughs> yes. It's yes. 51 21. Okay. Yes. There it is, folks. We're winning this game because we're better than this team. I'm just that's it. That's the last time I'm gonna say it, but we're winning this game. We're winning this game and we're gonna win it convincingly. It's Monday night. Put your kids to bed. Do whatever you got to do to be in front of a TV because you're going to want to see this. This is going to be complete and utter domination by your Washington football team. Did That's you guys it. see? Uh, did 
did you guys see Pete Carroll's uh, one of his press conferences this week where he he basically almost wanted to walk out like he was just like, I, I don't have any more answers. I, I, I don't know. Like he 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 almost looked like he had given up. Like what what uh, what, what what do we think? Who's got the edge in that one? Uh, Pete Carroll or uh, uh, Riverboat? Ooh. Pete Carroll uh, 10 years ago had the edge. He's <laughs> lost his fastball. He's an old man. Yeah. Nah, I, I say that Carroll's always been a very, he's been a very good coach, um, but Russell Wilson makes coaches very good. Yeah. Ron Rivera has shown more without a good quarterback. So Ron Rivera has the edge. I agree. Yeah, that's tough. And I don't know if you can say, I don't know, man. I think it's pretty even actually. I, I just, I think it's pretty much a wash at that point. Now I like Rivera a lot as a person. Um, coaching wise. Do you think he's winning with Taylor Heineke? Do you think Pete Carroll wins? Well, they play in different divisions and different schedules. I yes, I think so. I I think really? I mean they've only won three games and we won four. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. they, you know, they had Geno Smith. Is Heineke better than Geno Smith? Yeah. 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 Then, then yes. So. I think I think he wins with Taylor Heineke. I do, you know. Um you know, it, not to get too far into the coaching evaluation of their careers, but, you know, uh, Pete Carroll had the benefit of the Legion of Doom or Boom, excuse me. And Rivera had the benefit of Julius Peppers and Cam Newton and things like that. So it's it, every coach needs talent to win and to, to be successful. So I can't really knock them for that. So I think they're pretty equivalent in terms of now. Ten years ago, it was definitely Pete Carroll, like Eric said. So, um Eric, man, final thoughts? 51-21. Let's make it happen. <laughs> it's a tad I, I aggressive for my, my taste, but yeah. Yeah, now, now that you're in your 51, I want to change mine to 51-21 as well, too. Like, I, no, I, I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling the, the dominance of the football team from start to finish. Like, I think we are, are done with the, uh, you know, playing from behind, not getting a, uh, a touchdown in the first quarter. Like, I feel like we're, we're going to have a solid effort from start to finish. So, no, I'm, I like that. Right. You guys are both overbidding. I'm playing price of right prices right now. I'm going a <laughs> dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know 50 is aggressive. And really, I'm just trying to make a point here that I think we should win this one convincingly. And I don't, I just don't see a reason why not. Now, what we, what we will find out is, if, if the statistics are truly as bad as they are on both sides of the ball because they didn't have Russell Wilson for so long. But they lost their last game as well, I believe. So, you know, it is, is what Russ, it is. Mm-hmm. Is Russ healthy? Like, since he came back from that hand, he's had 161 yards passing, zero touchdowns, two INTs, and then last game he had 207 yards passing, no touchdown, no INTs. So is it is he healthy or is he, uh, is he still, like, reeling from this uh, – hand surgery that he got i'd say probably not 100 percent, but getting better he's still recovering for sure it's i'm uh, I'm, I'm gonna need a deron Payne 15 yard personal foul as he steps on russell wilson's hand there. oh <laughs> <laughs> hey. if, if he does that i'll take it i'll take it you know what we ain't gonna need it we're just gonna come out and dominate running the ball i think here's what i also think my last prediction before we get out of here i think gibson's gonna break a big one against seattle this week like i'm talking 70 yards maybe 75 i'm even go 80 maybe all right yeah 75 i'll go 75 
it's going to happen this game. I'm telling you, this is going to be one that you're going to want to watch and you're going to want to remember. Put it on your DVR. Fellas, have a happy Thanksgiving. Everybody listen. I hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving, or enjoying your Thanksgiving with your family and friends. We send our appreciation to all of you and uh, enjoy the turkey. <laughs>